0: We're outside the Dance Attic Studios uh, in Fulham, in central London, where I'm about to go in and interview Kevin and Karen. So Kevin's second time guest and Karen uh, from Strictly Come Dancing. So lots of West End musical auditions go on here. It's actually golden hour now. So as we go in, you'll hear lots of dancing and singing and stuff in the background. So we're gonna go into one of the dance studios live for the interview. Kevin, Karen, thanks for doing the podcast.
1: Thanks for coming down to to talk to us. <laughs> this
0: is like I feel like this is where it happens. It's like um, it's like an old school room, isn't it?
1: That's what it was. Yeah, I oh, used right. to be. Yeah. yeah, it used to be a school and like a swimming bath. Yeah, I can I can smell can the start, sweat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you
2: can see the dinginess. Yeah, yeah. But this this yeah, is you where, where we love, kind of
1: like, like, this chair <laughs> has like got a yeah. hole chairs. it. it's a proper old but school, school hard work studio. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, great. So the first thing I want to ask you is, how do you maintain? Working together, living together, dancing together, doing everything together without killing each other.
2: Oh we kill each other all the time. Lots of therapy three times a week. <laughs> um I don't, it just works. I mean it's we've been used to you Know working together since day one. Since we and when we was
0: day one? Go back, going back like oh, how long? Yeah. six
1: years ago, we well, already know six. your marital six. history.
2: From first. <laughs> yeah, I no, yeah. I'm the third and only yeah. wife yeah. left. Yeah. 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 No more marriages for you. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, we met in New York, uh, 2010. 2009,
1: we met, and then right, let's not have one now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, but not right. that's not when we got together, but um. So okay. you've, been, you've been dancing together for seven years. So, so when you met, you uh, were... roughly, yeah. Yeah, roughly yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. I think when it comes to the, like the working relationship, when, when we're in the studio together, um, it we it kind of we kind of balance each other out because uh, Karen hates like a blank sheet of paper when we're creating, say, a dance. Um, Karen doesn't like starting from scratch, so she'll leave that to me. I'm yeah. I'm the one that will go like sort of put my brain on that paper. I'll go, we could do that, or we could do that, or we could be like this, or maybe this, this idea. And then Karen will sort of grab hold of one of them. Yeah. And then, because she's an amazing dancer, she'll turn it into something awesome. Whereas probably I wouldn't do the awesome thing straight away, but I'll go this, or this, or this, or this. And she'll go, it's that. But if we turned it that way, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Karen yeah. figures out how to make it look awesome.
2: Yeah, it just, I cannot go in. I get, I get anxiety when if I have they give me music and I go, I don't know what to do with that. I, I, I hate counting, I hate choreographing. So which is something that I have to do for, for yeah. <laughs> professionally. You are a dancer. But, I am a dancer, but, so but it's it's yeah. so weird. There's I have these pet peeves and Kevin is just great at coming up with the idea and then I like to just pick at things and then create from that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, yeah. but
0: are you avoiding the initial question, by the way? Yes.
1: <laughs> That's working
0: together.
3: No, Le- yeah. when it, when so we're basically
0: we're... you're saying when you're working together, you, you kind of know each other's strengths. Yes. And yeah. you, you allow each other to have your strengths. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's like you're figured, sort of like, like a joint venture partnership. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 We quickly
1: figured that out.
2: From the beginning,
0: we'll work So you let Kevin start it, and then you let Karen run with it. Yeah. And, and it yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's funny
2: because it usually starts out with me panicking either way. And then mm. he'll go, no, I'll take care of it. And that's when everything yeah. just kind of calms down. But, mm. and I mean, the rest, I mean, we do fight where, you know, we're like, I was like, going to say, I mean, company, like, what we're we're you not. do is
0: intense yeah. as yeah. a hobby. With, yeah. With,
1: sorry, as a profession. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We're sort of, the, the home bit we're sort of trying to figure out because, um, what I tend to do is I'll stay in it a lot, so we'll, say, be here in the studio till 6pm or, or say when we're doing Strictly, we can be there till late at night, and then I'll come home and my brain will still be going, and I find it quite difficult to turn off, yeah. whereas Karen likes that cut-off point yeah. of i finished work at this yeah. time, now I'm home. There's, yeah. there's, there's no more talk about work. So sometimes we sort of come to blows over that a little bit, because I'll be going, yeah, but what what if what if we could yeah. do like do it like that and she's going, Shut up, I don't want to hear yeah. anything about dancing tonight. Yeah, so we're, I, I we're hate still it. working on that yeah. at the moment. I
2: mean it's it's one of those things that we, we just have to learn how to balance, but even after years of living together and, and working together, it still kinda affects us at home. Mm. And you kinda sometimes it's allowed, sometimes we have to allow it because we, we do choreograph at home as well, so we have to bring work home. But there's certain times where we have to I like to just go, no, I need yeah. I need to just turn off and cook and you watch your football and we'll take care of the dog and just kind of live a normal life, yeah. which mm. we don't have. Yeah. So I don't, sometimes I want to be normal, but I can't not have dance come into the house. Like yeah. you just, mm. you know, we, it is our our, um, our workplace as well. Uh, but you know, it does get, it is straining at times, but you know, you just. Do
0: you have any uh, ways you deal with that then?
2: Therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. We, we do go to a therapist and, and we talk about our issues. Yeah. And I think it's a great thing. A lot of people are afraid, you know, oh, you go, you go to couple, couples therapy and it's not because, you know, we're having major issues. I mean, sometimes we are, but those little things can turn sometimes into big things. Yeah. Um, and before mm-hmm. they do that, we need to just, you know, attack them and yeah. talk about them because, mm-hmm. yes, we are very comfortable with each other, but sometimes we're we don't like talking to each other at times Um, and we don't know how to communicate certain things so it's good to go to someone that's neutral and spill it out and let it out there and then it's actually really helped us it's like with anything
1: like if you just if you don't know how to do something you want to you want to achieve it you know find the person that knows how to do it and ask them how to do it so so when it comes to dealing with our sort of work and and life sort of balance and our relationships just go and talk to someone who knows about that stuff. Yeah. So that's what we just decided to do.
2: And it gives you tools, you know. Now we, you know, when I feel that I have, that I'm getting a bit angry, if Kevin's done something, I have to just tell him. Mm. And, but I need to tell him in a very um, calm way because I, I can get very upset quickly. Yes. I can, I'm, I'm very he, loud. Very there's, a, there's an
0: audio struck a book called Real Love in Marriage. Okay. Greg Baer, B-A-E-R, you will. Okay.
3: I just, just, uh, (laughs) even when you're not angry, I can
0: just feel the feistiness. That's probably what makes you a great dancer, is all (laughs) the fire. (laughs) Um, But it's it's interesting that you said, you know, I want to communicate something with Kevin, but of course, it's often not what you say. By the way, I didn't intend this to be a count. No, no, no. (laughs) We're used to. The reason I'll tell you what, I'm going to take the heat off you a bit. (laughs) So the reason I ask that is because a load of my listeners, Mm. you know, they're setting up small businesses, they're doing their passion profession thing like you are, Mm. and they're working with friends and family, and sometimes they're working with their partner. And I worked with Gemma for probably five years. Yeah. And it's like there's not a lot of people out there telling you how to deal with that. Yeah. Mm. And it's a completely different thing from working with someone who's, you tell them what to do, you tell them what to do, you tell them what to do. Mm. Versus working with, you know, your, your partner. Because mm. it's funny because when I hired Gemma, you know, she was hired by me. I couldn't could tell her what to do. Yeah, yeah. And he I mean, swore on my own podcast. It, it, you know, <laughs> I couldn't tell her what to do. Yeah. And, um, but she could tell me what to do. And everyone, everyone in the office is going, <laughs> He's the boss. Did you see what she just said? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like, and, then, and, so, and then, like what you said, we go home mm. and then, it's funny because we have this like no talking about work rule. Because yeah. in the end, it was too much. And we were, you yeah. know, like even if it's just binge watching Netflix, you want to do something that's not work.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we'd
0: sit there with the phones and we'd email each other. <laughs> She's there, I'm there. No, t- no talking about work at all. Just ping a few emails
2: back.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's sad <laughs> I you don't email each other when you're sat next to each other. No, no. I've No, have I? no you... I've never emailed. You. No, I think
2: you tweeted you love me. <laughs> I think <laughs> I? You, you have.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well,
2: maybe because I was mad at him.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> So this what is, about, is, it, so how do you think you've sustained working and living and being in a relationship together? What
1: are you I, I, think, I think, I mean, communication, obviously, um, and, and sort of figuring out the, the things that stop you from working or the things that work and then setting some rules around yes. it. Yes. Uh, that's, that's what it's about. The, like, the, the other day, something came up that it, it came out that Karen was really annoyed with me. For, it was something like carrying out the bins or something that I don't do it. And it, and, it, and it was basically like, we do this, and I do this bit of the, of the dancing, and you do that bit of the choreographing, and then we come home, and we have the rule where we're not gonna talk about it, but you're doing this, and I'm cooking the meal, but I'm also doing the washing, and then if I look there, and the bins haven't been carried out, it's like, all these roles are mine all of a sudden, but that was never decided. And as stupid as that is, like it's just tiny little things, it's like, you fall into a pattern of, mm-hmm. I'm doing this and you're doing that, but that was never actually decided. And um, now since then, I, I, and I had no idea that this was even a massive issue. Mm. So so I ended up going, oh okay, so that's a new rule then that I do that, um, you do that bit, I do this bit, and then at work I do that bit, you do that bit, and just dividing yeah. up and communication yeah. and making so it's it like clear sort of who does roles basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. I mean, home I, think, I think
2: that's. You know because I guess sometimes I like coming home and again taking care of everything at home because that gets me away from if work. If he ever gets
0: rid of you, we can get married <laughs> then because <laughs> I mean, clearly, that's
2: that's I love cooking, I love cleaning, I look after the dog, I, I fix the bed but again I'm thinking about work and then I come home and I'm thinking about what am I going to cook for Kevin or yeah. what's going to happen or what I have, all the laundry that I have to do so I'm multitasking at the same time that I'm thinking about work. And then, but when I get home, that's not what I want to do. And and what I want from him, even though I haven't, I haven't told him, was to do the same. Yeah. But I want him to take care of the garbage. I want him to take care of, you know, putting rubbish. the lid down on the, on the on the on the toilet. You know, just John. things that things. That, yeah, Emma John. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you making fun of my? No, <laughs> no, we're, not, we're
0: just translating. Okay, right? The
2: rubbish, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but so I was. I never communicated that to him. So now I'm going, you know what? I need you to help me out at home. I'm going to do the cooking, you're going to put the dishes away. And I don't want to have to ask you. I want Mm. you to just do it. Mm. Uh, But sometimes, again, it's that repetitive. I I need to, in order for us to, the same way that we dance and we keep on repeating our steps to memorize them and and most memorize is the same thing that we Mm. have to do with our relationship. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you ever have any time apart?
2: Uh, this year we, we I just went, started. Yeah, we just started actually. Because it's um, actually
1: quite healthy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, it, yeah. I We've just decided that yeah. that it's a good thing because we have spent so much time, like just we, we live together, eat together, you know, go and dance together in, in the studio, like, and then we're performing together and coming home together, yeah. and it, it's just all the time together. And we have all the same circle of friends, so whenever we are going out for a few drinks or whatever, we're, we're together going to meet the same people. So we actually came to the conclusion that like... So like, there's,
0: there's couples who couples have been married for 50 years and they've not spent as much time together as, <laughs> yeah, as much yeah, much. Much. yeah,
2: So now, I mean, I, I went to New York for seven days. Well, seven to eight days. Mm. And I actually, I, I got to visit my family, spend some time with my friends. And even now, um, I'm spending time with... I mean, I'm... I love... I have a, a different set of friends mm. now than mm. Kevin. Um, Mm. And I go out with my girls and I you know, I'll make my plans to go get my nails done or Mm. or, you know Go to have dinner um, with just the girls and Kevin will do the same. So I feel like Mm. When I get home, I actually want to see him now And I I have stuff to talk about Mm. or I started doing projects on my own as well So you know, but now I feel like I I have something to say and I Mm. and it's um It's interesting, Mm. but that's one of the things that we talked about in therapy as well to to have a little bit of space and give each other a little bit of um, me time. Yeah. Mm. Which I didn't I think, think it was ever possible because mm. I love spending time with him. And, but now I actually, li- not that I like spending time away from you, but-, but now
1: I don't. But,
2: <laughs> but I, quite, I quite like doing my own thing. And, then, and you yeah, know what? Like, you don't need to
0: feel guilty about that. Because I think a lot of people do, don't they? Um, mm. But, yeah. Mm. Anyway, I want to take the heat off yeah. this <laughs> a little bit. so. Um, You've got a lot going on at the moment. It's really exciting. We were talking about it before we put the cameras on. Yeah. So, tell us what you've been doing the last week and tell us what's happening next week so and all this.
1: The, for the last, well, two Three and a weeks, half yeah. weeks, we've been in here, not in this room, a <laughs> <the laughs> bigger <laughs> one downstairs, um, rehearsing for our first um, national theatre tour. Yeah. Uh-huh. That Your that very own. Yeah, the Kevin and Karen Dance Live yeah. tour. Um, it's
2: been a dream of ours. Perfect yeah, since we met, it's been
1: about a five, a five year plan to, yeah. to get to this point, yeah. um, which involved Strictly Come Dancing. Like we, we were met in a dance company called Burn the Floor, and we said quite quickly like we'd love to have our own show and, and do our own thing um, and tell our story and stuff. Um, and part of us wanting to get onto Strictly Come Dancing was to, to put build ourselves out there, build yeah. our profile, and, and yeah, put, get us into a position where we could do that. Um, yeah, and here we are, sort of five years later. It, we open in a week's time, yeah. <laughs> which is I like. So I mean, tell us how you're feeling about that.
2: Uh, I'm scared. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm excited, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of things that we have um, that we have left to do, and also we'll be talking. So there's a script that we have to learn. So not only do we have to memorize all the intricate choreography that our chor- you know that our choreographer directors putting together, but um, we also have to talk about our life and talk about ourselves and i find that really difficult like for you me get stuck, just start really... just talk
0: about your therapy session
2: no, <laughs> yeah. no, but, no, but, you know it's that thing and you're going to be timed and, yeah. and everything so, yeah. so you know you, you're there's a lot on our on our shoulders there's a lot of um weight on our shoulders and all our responsibility yeah. um but it's, it's very exciting because right now it feels frantic and i quite like feeling frantic and feeling like i'm not gonna make it and then Wednesday night comes up and, yeah. you know, mm. it all comes together and yeah. it always ends up. You oh, you never feel prepared. Like, I, I feel like whenever we go into any show that we've ever done, because this show was born from a very small show that we did in Grimsby, actually, that we put together mm. uh, an evening with Kevin and Karen, mm. that we've literally put in two weeks, yeah. and um, we, you know, for three years in a row, we, we turned it into into what is now our national tour, yeah. um, and those the, that little show was always frantic. It was always crazy. Um, it was always very last minute. So I've almost gotten used to, got that feeling of um, feeling under pressure. So then yeah. once, so then I can deliver. Yeah, pretty yeah. much, but.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm, yeah, I'm breaking it. <laughs> All that, I'm yeah. breaking it. <laughs> and um,
1: sounds like the sales have gone well. It's gone really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're sort of almost sold out. How actually. many dates are you doing? Twenty-five dates. Is it twenty-five? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did <laughs> you know that? I didn't know that exactly. Yeah. I know we we open on the thirty-first. I know we finish on the twenty-fifth. Yeah. We do so some some. Thirty-first of May. Thirty-first yeah. of and May. Yeah. We, just... we close on, on the twenty-fifth of June. But there's some dates where we're doing two shows in the day. You know, right. a matinee and an evening. Performance
0: yeah. And... Okay. And then you've got like yeah the odd day off, but not many. Not many. Not many. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. That's so probably better that way. way. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. gonna it's be gonna
1: exciting, be to, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's really cool. We're we're really excited about it. Um, yeah. but it's it's massive. It's so how much deal.
0: work has to go into like a tour like that? How long have you been planning for it? I mean I know you've been
1: five years. Yeah. In your yeah. mind, we first got sort of promoters around the table
2: Two
1: years ago? Yeah. Two wow. years ago, um, to sort of pitch to them what we wanted to do with it. And then there was a bit of back and forth with, you know, we wanted it to go in totally this direction, and they yeah. were more like, well, can it not be just like strictly as Kevin and Karen on stage, yeah. you know, a cabaret night? Um, and then we sort of compromised on a few things. And how have you found do doing that? Because being strong artists like yourself, know,
0: wearing his Iron
1: Maiden T-shirt, <laughs> I
2: can't imagine that
0: you're going to want to um, restrict your creativity.
2: Well, it's a give and take. We knew yeah. what they were, you know, we knew what the promoters obviously they know what you know what they want and what sells. Um, but obviously as artists we wanted, yeah. you know, to be true to our art and, yeah. and, and true to what we naturally want to do. Um, but we had to compromise.
0: And how did you find that? Because I have Actually, I have this in my publishers at the moment a mm. lot. Um, book covers and all that kind of stuff. It's like
1: Yeah. They yeah. <laughs> I mean it's you'd big. like to get everything that yeah. way. But if you if you do, try and do everything your own way, they might have said, "Well, no, we're not going to yeah. put yeah. any money behind this because you know they yeah. want to make sure they sell tickets, so they want it ser- want it to be a certain way." And yeah. um, so you know we'd rather do the show than not do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and
0: so if you if you're trusting them to promote it and fill it, and it sounds mm, like they've done a good job, yeah, yeah. yeah, surely you've got to
1: trust their commercial experience of knowing what sells. Exactly, yeah. and then hopefully that like the more it goes on. Um, you know, for them also, they were taking a bit of a gamble on us um, with with putting the money up front and everything. They didn't know whether it was going to sell or not, and um, and so they fully financed it. Yeah, right. and
0: right. Um, well, you did good there. Almost, <laughs> almost like, a, like an option, type thing.
1: <laughs> walk away if it goes wrong. <laughs> um, and then hopefully, you know, for, for next year, they've already started to say, "Wow, we didn't expect the." Tickets to sell as well as they have, and you know, we, we don't want it to, we don't want to just roll out the same show next year, so let's talk more about your original ideas and stuff. And you know, they, yeah. so they start to trust yeah. us a little bit, and hopefully, we'll have more yeah. creative control next year. And yeah, yeah, but I think hopefully. that I
2: think that worked though. I mean, I think that it was good to kind of just put your ego you to the side, mm-hmm. yeah, and just you know do as, as, as you're told I guess hmm. for now yeah. and to well, learn the ropes a little bit well, as well. Specifically
1: it, what happened was that we wanted to do like a storyline yeah. so like taking a storyline like so say it was um, just something that everybody knows Cinderella yeah. that's not what we were going to do but yeah. um, Cinderella is something that everybody knows and, and we're, we're all playing characters in a sort of dance musical um, and they wanted Kevin and Karen from Strictly Come Dancing an evening with.
3: yeah sparkles um, but, but, yes. we like, but we were I like just imagine that <laughs> yeah press. we yeah. come out do
1: a few dances do a A with the audience yeah. that you know an evening with cabaret type show yeah um which a lot of the strictly dancers do um but we wanted to No, we want to do a storyline so the compromise has been met in the middle we're doing kevin and karen but we're doing our story right so we've we've created like the narrative we've created a storyline th- th- throughout the show where we're so it is going to be like a dance, musical, storyline show, but it's Kevin and Karen's story. Yeah. So everyone still knows it's the Kevin and Karen from Strictly show at the same time. Yeah. Well, that sounds like quite a cool concept, actually. Maybe,
0: yeah. maybe that hybrid concept is better than both originals.
1: Maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah. hopefully yeah. everyone's going to enjoy it.
2: Yeah, because I mean, there yeah. are
0: many artists out there and they who won't have complete creative control yeah. of what they do. Yeah. And do you think sometimes letting go a little bit is a good thing?
2: Absolutely. I mean, cause the, I mean, there were times when we wanted to choreograph, wanted to direct, wanted to do everything ourselves, you know, costumes, makeup, everything, yeah. and it just doesn't work. No. I mean, you can't be everywhere at one time, and, and having someone there choreographing for you and then you kind of giving a little bit of an input um, always works. So, I yeah. mean, I think it, it is good to let other people take control yeah. um, and let them do what they're good at. And we obviously are, are good at mm. being on stage, and yeah. you know, hopefully being on stage. But um, but I think it is good to have other people do do the job. And I mean, we've had we have a great team around us that we trust. Mm. Our, our dancers are absolutely incredible. Yeah. So I mean, and that was one of the most important things for us as well, that we were on stage with people that we trusted and yes. we were being directed by someone that knew our story yeah. and that knew us. So Jason Gilkinson, who, who we've known for many years now, what, 10 years now, mm. he's directing and choreographing. So yeah. it was very important for us to have him.
0: What's the difference between direction and choreographing?
1: Then? Um, well, the, the, he's doing both, but the, the Choreography is the, the steps, the yeah. actual br- making the steps of the, the routines. Um, the director would be the guy that sort of oversees the whole thing, so he's right. talking about props on stage and the way it's going to go there, and then you'll take the microphone over that side of the stage, right. sort of directing the whole yes. uh, vision. Yeah. Uh, a lot of musicals will have like their director, and then they'll have a choreographer to come in and take care of the dance yeah. steps, And you know, but, but he's a director choreographer.
0: And do most dancers outsource forgive my business spiel uh choreography or in source and do it themselves or
2: um, does it depend I'm, a lot I, of them I, choreograph I, themselves i
1: think yeah i think they don't outsource enough I, yeah. I, I think they a lot of them try to do their own stuff a, li- a little bit too much and why is that a bad thing in your view? it's not necessarily a bad thing they're all well, why do you great think? choreographers but you can't see yourself yeah like, you right. can't really see, like, you'll be doing stuff on yourself, but it's great to have a third eye. Um, especially if that third eye is better than you. Yeah. And in my, in my opinion, like, I mean, we hold ourselves, you know, quite highly and like to think that we're good at choreography. And, you know, we do that on Strictly. I'm not. But, but, <laughs> but, but, um, but Jason Gilkerson, in my opinion, is the best in the world yeah. at our style of dancing, so... You know, one of the first things the promoters asked us when they were fronting the money up and, and we were going ahead with it, they were saying, do you, want, do you want to do it all yourselves or do you want a director and a choreographer to do it? And for me it was a no-brainer. Yeah. And, and do you have someone in mind? Yeah, the guy who's the best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> because then the show's going to be better than if I just did it myself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, how interested are you on the business side of it? Yeah, very interesting. The business of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I sorry. I don't just mean like taking the money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. I'm gonna leave that question to you, Kevin.
0: <laughs> I mean we were talking earlier about you you know, you've got someone who's just paid for like one dance and mm. you you were saying like, well, why have we put this in the diary and then you look at the fee and you think yeah. that's why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean um, yeah. You, you're not so much you don't like to talk about all that sort of stuff, really, yeah. do you? I
2: mean, my, I, I don't know. I, I'm learning a lot from Kevin actually because now that he's you know doing all this business things, which I found very sexy, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I you know now I'm kind of um, interested here and there, but I don't really pay attention to that. But maybe mm. because don't you
0: think it's important though, to manage your financial affairs? Absolutely, you know, no, um, I, I
2: think it's very important, and that's why I feel like I need to pay more attention now, yeah, um, and because it is something that we. We will be taking on board even more. I mean, now that this tour, you know, has sold it and is it's very successful. Yeah, for now, um, you know, we have our schools. We have other things going on that I I like to keep an overview, and mm. I and I need to make sure that I know everything that's happening and and be wise about what's happening. Yeah. So. Um.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I like to keep an eye on it all because everything that we do right now as dancers, everything that we've always done is just chunks of money all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like, we'll do this, it's, it's gigs. Yeah. We do this gig and we get X amount yeah, of you're money. You're exchanging your time for yeah. that. Yeah, and then that. we do yeah. the the Strictly Come Dancing on TV and we get that amount of money. We'll yeah. do this tour and get that amount of money. And right now, while we're on TV on Strictly, you know, that's it's a bigger amount of money than what it was bef- than before we were on TV. Um, but We're not going to be on TV when we're, you know, 50 years old or or whatever. We're not going to be on Strictly Come Dancing anyway, Mm. I I would imagine. Mm. I I don't know. But like, it might not be on TV anymore or they might not want us anymore or whatever it is. It'll have a lifespan. Yeah. And so like the other day I was going through the finances, wasn't I? (laughs) And I was going, um, so if look what we're spending on, on that month, this is what we've spent on Ubers. This, this is, is what we spent on. This is, funny, <laughs> this is like why it. we're in therapy. <laughs> yeah. This, this is, is what we spent on Ubers. The amount that we spent on Ubers. The amount that we spend on <laughs> coffee. <laughs> the amount that we spend on you know just things like that, e- yeah. like e- e- eating out I'm or ordering in, and, and, and or clothes or whatever. And I think because you can go and do you know a, a gig or a whatever and earn a chunk of money for it yeah you think oh, well we've, we've just done that gig and earned that amount of money getting an Uber's not a problem yeah but when it all adds up you know every month and, you, and then you get used to that way of living yeah <laughs> for me anyway i was looking at it and going okay so that's how much on average we're spending a month on all of this stuff and that's the total figure that we're spending a month take out the big gigs that we're getting at the moment, because of say Strictly Come Dancing. If we take out that, that's the deficit <laughs> right now. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> My husband. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not just so. Not just the dancing. <laughs> so we the need to. So what we need to do is <laughs> we need to bring this down a bit to here and get to a point where we've got we're creating something. Which brings in a steady monthly income, or you know, even better would be a passive income. You yeah, know, cash, cash income. your interest in property, and yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Just looking for things all the time, because otherwise we'll fall into that trap that you see a lot of people fall into, where it's just like. Oh, I did that gig or that tour or that show and I've earned that money, so I'm going to spend it on that. Yeah, and then they spend it and they don't necessarily get Mm. the next big gig. Yeah, and we've seen it happen to people, so I don't want that. And
0: commercially, is it easy for dancers to kind of get exploited? Because I guess you guys aren't really taught a lot the commercial side of dancing.
2: No, not. I mean, no, not, really, not really. Actually, I mean, the the great thing is that we have a good team around us. We have, you know, our booking agent. We have a regular agent. We have our publicist. So, but it is very easy to, for people to try to take advantage of me, definitely. Mm. Um, but you know, our booking agent is like a Rottweiler. Yeah. And I mean, n- <laughs> you can't put a price on talent or you know, a dance or anything like that. But she does put yeah. a price on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there are some people that would, you know, do shows for less money and uh, then they'll other people will look at you and be like, why are you charging that or, you know, so it is very hard sometimes to kind of just put your price out there. Yes. But, you know, if you know your worth and you're... Um... I did
0: do a podcast on how to double your prices. <laughs>
2: so
1: <laughs> we you should could... go back <laughs> a bit to that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, <listen>
2: to that. <laughs> I'll triple it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, it's, but it's a difficult one as well yeah. because um, by the same token of like not not... Valuing yourself enough, and you know you should charge what, like you know how you value yourself. And, um, we we had like a couple of years ago, uh, we were asked to do a show for someone um, who, who runs a dance school, and uh, we quoted a price that, that we thought was fair, that everyone else on our sort of level was was charging about the same, and um, because he in particular didn't want to pay that, um, he went onto Facebook. And he started slating us and saying about how um, you know he's got a dance school full of kids who um, you know it should be we should want to inspire c- come back and inspire those kids in the industry that made us and almost like we owed him something like we should come and and uh, and do something for them but and as harsh as it sounds like because that sounds lovely like yes we should come back to inspire all this, a new generation of kids that would look up to us on on TV. Mm. But you can do that and have a fair exchange price. Yes, by you? the same token, he's not gonna let all the kids in for free. No. To come and watch it. So he's mm-hmm. not necessarily interested in, in doing that only. Mm. Um, when I was competing, and I know him from you know, he used to be a judge and he used to compete himself, when I was competing and I was a poor amateur dancer living in my car, he only booked me once in all the years I was at the top of a game of, of competitions, and he paid me about two hundred quid. To come and do five dances for him, yeah, um, and never book me again. And then it's I've been out of the competition game now for nearing on ten years, and then he wanted to book me now. Yeah. The reason he wanted to book, book us now was because he can put his ticket prices up because mm. we're on Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah. So that's that, that's why he wants us to come, and he can raise his ticket price. Yeah. So it's 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 a difficult one because because you want to go. Yeah, of course we want to go and and inspire a new generation of dancers, but also, you know, we can't just work for free Yeah. and there's a lot of money has gone into, like, investing in ourselves Mm. to get us to where we are today. It's not like we're just trundling along to to a little dance class every week and, you know, like I say, I was living in my car trying to pay for my dance class. You guys have been
0: serving your whole life. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Whole life. It is not. It is not an easy road at all. I yes. mean, I I grew up in the Bronx. You know, single mom. Mm. And you know, I had to. She didn't have, you know, money to buy my clothes for dance. And I and I was in a dance project called Arts Connection, that actually helped me, um, and it guided me, um, you know, and it gave me clothing and it gave me what I needed for for my dance career. Mm. Um, and scholarships and everything, and it is a very expensive thing mm. to very expensive mm. hobby. It's not, especially for ballroom dancing, with all the dresses and the makeup and the traveling, you know. And then for someone to kind of just, you know, stab you in the pack like that, mm. or kind of just start talking trash, is, you know, it does kind of they make you. They need to keep
1: their feet on the ground and
2: all yeah. Of this. Yeah. When people go, oh, just because you're on TV now, you think you're a star. It's like, no, we've actually worked so hard. Yeah. And yeah. because so we're on TV, that's
1: why you're booking us. Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> you know, but.
0: And how how, how does that affect you? The the haters, the trolls. You uh, know.
2: Well, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: it's horrible. Yeah. Like, you can't pretend that it's not. Like, yeah. It's it's horrible. You try not to see it, but it, it's quite difficult to avoid sometimes. Like, there's some really horrible people yeah. out there that, like on, on social media. Yeah, I have a few yeah. of my own. There's a, there's a Facebook page
0: called Rob Moore Money Grabber. It's actually quite funny. If, if it wasn't about me, I'd probably laugh. Well, you know, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Now give me your money. And <laughs> I've just promoted it. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I,
1: yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, someone made me aware that it's not Specifically about me, but there is um, a page that someone made me aware of not long ago, um, some forum that that people go on, which, without it being called anything about Kevin Clifton, just seems dedicated to hating on me and my sister and Karen. It's like a Clifton hating thing. I've sort of looked at it a couple of times, and and I just think, wow, these these people are saying things like they don't. I've never met these people. They don't know me at all. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, you know, we're just trying to do our best to to. to dance you know to, to be professional dancers and trying to do the best job we can um and and they just want to mm. hate because yeah. you're not the one that they like or, or everyone's mm. strictly can dancing. and then but you just have to not not look at it so i don't yeah. I, I saw it like once or twice and then i, I was Is like, how you deal with it look. you just try and yeah because age. you go nuts because it does hurt you, like yeah. it's, it's easy to sit there and say oh i don't care it just bounces off me but when someone's like really ripping into you and being horrible about you, it's like it's not nice. And these people never know anything about you or the real story behind anything, but they yeah. think they do. And um, have, you, yeah. have you
0: accepted that that's the price to pay for fame and success, or does it, do you still think it's unfair? Well, um, I mean,
2: you're you're out in the public, so I mean, you. It's 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 funny because it's almost easier for people to hate on you than yeah. to actually. Um, you know, celebrate you or, yeah. you know, it's funny, coming into, you know, the limelight and, and seeing how much hate comes towards you at a time. I mean, there's a lot of love as well. I mean, mm. yeah, there's a yeah, lot it's, of fans that more are, love than there is hate. are incredible.
0: And it's also maybe a bit naive to think you can have all the fans and none of the haters, isn't it? I mean, yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't yeah. love that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: right.
2: Absolutely. But, yeah. you know, there's times where, you know, you get attacked left and right and you want to yeah. answer back, but you don't want to give them, you know. Especially when
1: you see something and you <laughs> go, <laughs> oh, God, you actually know nothing about yeah. the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. They comment on some situation on yeah. Strictly or whatever, and yeah. you go, God, you, you don't know anything, anywhere yeah. near the, the truth of, of any, about, anything yeah. about that. And you want to tell them, but then you realize- But that's the real, fuel, that's the yeah. fuel. Exactly. Yes, But then the you realize, it's about 10 yeah. people, yeah. Yeah. and there's 12 million watching Strictly. Yeah. You know, and actually, so. they don't hate you. No. They
0: hate how you're making them feel about their own life. yeah because yeah. you know in in the world of property training or in the world of what I do podcasting and you mm. know being a perceived expert although I don't mm. call myself that there are a certain amount of people that they what they do is hate on those people it's mm-hmm. like they were born to anyone who runs a course or trains or runs a podcast or whatever you know they hate on them. Yeah. And when it's to you, you feel like it's personal. Yeah. But then when you realise next week it's the next guy, next week it's the next yeah, guy, exactly. next week it's the yeah. next guy, yeah. it's not personal.
1: Mm. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. And I, as a, you did a list, I think mean, it on, on Facebook or on, on, on something that, that was a um, like, however many uh, reasons when you know that you're successful, and one of them was like, you start getting a load of haters. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I was like, I've got to save it on my phone. And um, Louise Redknapp said, said the, the same thing to me. Yeah. She said, if, if, you, if you don't have any haters, you're not good enough. Yeah. That's when you know you're relevant, yeah. when, when you got haters. And, so. and it's funny
0: because we all talk about this, but there's still that soft, mushy part of us. Oh, it's still us. horrible. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. we I, I don't we want love anyone love to us. say
1: bad yeah. things oh, about incredible. me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: I've learned to block a lot of people, but at the yeah. same time, you know, because, you want to, you know, encourage um, positivity and, you know, when you answer back to these people, then, you know, your own, your real fans, the people Mm. that are actually being positive, they they gang up on that person. Yeah. And obviously then they start, you know, arguing, but, you know, you don't want any of that, but it feels kind of nice that other people have your back. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you just learn how to, and I think we've told Joanne as well, because Joanne and Kevin's sister loves... Going into the forums and reading things, right, yeah. and, it, and then it does when you oh, know, when nice. he used to do that. That is
0: um, so draining of time true. and energy, because and then you start it's thinking addictive. About it's like watching someone be sick. Someone's about to be sick. You can't
1: watch <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, they're going to be yeah.
0: sick yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. to watch it. And it's
1: like you know, it's like yeah. So You
2: know, she stopped doing that, but it's one of those things that then you start you know thinking, oh my god, I, you know, I don't have great legs, or i I don't have the perfect shape, or I'm not as pretty as the other girls. So, they called they said that I look like a man so it's just one of those things that yeah. people say the most awful things but if you don't read it you don't see it it yeah. doesn't matter um, whatever you don't know it doesn't hurt you yeah. you know so we try not to read anything yeah. and if there are any reviews that are being written um, that I know, that we know are going to be written by, about definitely our show reviews. we will definitely not look at
0: them don't yeah reviews, no because the thing is here's the thing about reviews because I've got quite a lot of um, one star reviews on my books right um, but I mean if you look at a percentage, like one of my book's has got about 917 reviews which is pretty high yeah. and there's 25 one stars but isn't it funny I, I go and read the one stars first
1: yeah not
0: the nine, not the 880 yeah five stars yeah. the 20 odd on one stars yeah so it's funny, <laughs> isn't
2: it? You like, <laughs> yeah. exactly. always go looking for the you negative. Put it yeah. In perspective. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the thing that you, if you read the negative, then you're going to try to improve. Yeah. You're, you you want to see how you can fix that for yeah. not for that person. But then but
0: you start changing who you are exactly. for the sake of one troll or who's probably exactly. not. Clean. Exactly. I know half my half yeah. my one star reviews. I know they're competitors because I found out where yeah. they are. So, yeah. so it's like. So yeah, that's a dangerous game,
1: isn't it? When you start yeah. changing who you are. Yeah. Exactly, you can't, you can't take any notice of it.
0: And also, a review doesn't make you either worse or better at what you just did. Who no. you are and what you just did mm. is exactly who you are. Yeah. Whether
1: you get a, the best review in the world or the worst yeah. review,
0: it doesn't change who you are.
1: Yeah, exactly. And a re- I think a, a review or, or people commenting on you is a sort of, like you say, it's a reflection of them yeah. and how they feel about something. It's not like fact about you. Yeah. It's 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 what what they think. Mm. So. No, so
2: I feel like sometimes you know, whenever I go see a show, if I'm tired, if I've had to, if I hadn't had any sleep or anything like that, if I haven't eaten, and I go watch a show, um, it's the worst show for me. Or if I don't, if I'm not sitting in yeah. the correct yeah. place, yeah, yeah. like it really does affect me. Um, we went to see Les Mis here in the West End. Um, I hated it. We went to see it on Broadway, we sat in the front, mm. and it was the most amazing Yeah, movie. It was the, same show. <laughs> yeah. it was the yeah. same show. Sometimes
1: it's your own mood. Yes, yeah. So,
2: I mean, it also depends, you know, what, what people, what mood you're in, or, mm. or even if that's the style that you like. Some people, might not like Latin and ballroom dancing, or might not like what you know Matthew Bourne does, but they have to critique it, mm. and it might not be their cup of coffee, but and they might hate it. So you might get that one star, yeah. or you know, I mean, sometimes you don't know what what these reviewers or what these um, haters want. Yeah. So, but you can't just you know you just have to go, and that's why you can't read anything, you can't look at anything. Mm. Um, and that's why I'm not gonna read or, or look at anything because I don't want to change my direction. Yeah. I don't want anything to affect because I feel good. You know I feel, you know, I feel like the company, for example, or whatever we've done or gotten reviewed. You always feel good about what you're doing mm. because of all the work that you've put into it. And that one person can destroy all that. Yeah. Mm. So. Mm.
0: Here's the thing though. If you, let's say you had 100 positive reviews and no bad reviews, people wouldn't believe it. Mm. And also, I bet you there's some critics you've got out there, sorry to challenge you, but and I bet some of them have got constructive feedback that's worth listening to and reading. Yeah, Yeah. So I guess the challenge is taking your soul, putting it over there, not letting your soul get affected and thinking, actually, because if I had 917 five star reviews and no one stars, you'd go, well, this is a scam.
2: It's yeah, just no, yeah, yeah. No
0: one-star review, so they're all yeah. fake. In fact, half the reviews are on the fact that the reviews are fake, even though they're not. Yeah. Um, and also, sometimes some of the reviews you look at them and you go, oh, "It was a bit wordy," or "It was a bit long," or, mm. or you know, or whatever, and you think actually that's fair.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Critique.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen a couple of things. Like someone will come on Twitter or something and go. Um, Oh, I thought that that, um, like say when I on the last series I was dancing with Louise. Oh, Louise was a bit, you know, like this. She kept she kept looking at the floor or or, or something like that when she was dancing. And you think, yeah, yeah, they're right actually. Yeah, yeah like, we'll 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 definitely work on that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah it's fine. I don't I don't mind it. Like like uh, if if people are. Just normal about it is mm. this when you get the nasty ones that you just yeah. gotta c- completely ignore, yeah. We, who aren't real people most of the time, anyway, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the
0: vision. So, you had a five year vision mm. and you're about to make that a reality, which is really exciting. I'm gonna try and get Gemma along to one of the shows, yeah, if there are any really tickets, of course there. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's gonna happen beyond that?
1: We well, well
2: hopefully, um. Coming up with a new new show um, would be great. Obviously, hopefully, we get back on Strictly. Yeah. Um, but I think the vision is to create a show with, um, like, like Kevin said before, that it's almost like a um, you know, a, a, a movie set um, as a, as a dance uh, dance piece. Yeah. You know, having our own dance company. Right. Um, building our dance schools. I think there's a lot of stuff that we want to do, but it's just finding how to. Making sure that we 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 do everything, but that we create um, departments for everything. So we have our our company, we have our schools, we have my fitness things, and Mm. we have Kevin's um, property. um, You know, empire, empire. (laughs) You know, there there's a lot of kids.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, anyway. <laughs> is that an announcement? No. no, it isn't. Not that I know You saw it here. But, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, I know, I know like, I, I think I touched on it on, oh, last time I spoke to you on the podcast, but. Um, like, By the way, I, sorry I, to interrupt.
0: You're the only person I've interviewed
1: second time around. Oh. Ah. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to change and disrupt the. Um, Ballroom dance industry, yeah, because it's only geared towards competitions at the moment, um, and I just don't think that's the best. I don't think it's the healthiest way for for an art to be that that everything is geared towards competition. It, yeah. It's like if the only thing in the song industry, in music industry, was X Factor as a competition, that was it, and there's nothing outside of that in terms of opportunities for singers it would be really unhealthy yeah. for people that, that want to sing like, for their career. That's yeah. what boring dancing is at the moment. Everything mm. is geared towards competitions, exams and competitions.
0: Well, often the competition actually damages the career, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, if you, if
0: you go on X Factor or anything like that, mm. you know, you, that, you cannot shake that off your back. Like one of my favourite bands is Radiohead, and I thought, imagine a band like Radiohead who are artistic, creative, unique, innovative, you know, a little bit melancholy whatever, and they went on one of those. They went in a competition. Mm. Yeah, that, that's it. They could never express themselves properly, yeah. can yeah. they? Exactly. Exactly. Do you think that? Do you think it'll be hard to shift the? You know, being strictly dancers.
1: Well, no, I, th- I think it's about. Or
0: is it different in this
1: world? Yeah, I think it's about um, creating just different opportunities that they haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, that they, there aren't that there isn't an industry out there where there are. Shows like the one we're opening next week, yeah. Um, where there are just you know, like ballets or like Matthew Bourne does, where there are storyline sort of dance musicals. Right. Na- 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 so you're going you dance lot of, with your hybrid basically, yeah. Yeah, we want, we want another op- avenue of opportunity for ballroom dancers where they can perform in shows, yeah, not just compete against each other yeah. for trophies. And you hear you hear the, the kids, say, and, the, and there's lots of kids coming into it because of strictly come dancing. Mm. There's lots of kids wanting to do it. There's things out there, but what you hear them talk about, even from a very young ages, I want to win that trophy. Yeah, they're not talking about the dancing. They're yes. not, like, we want to win. Yeah, we and, want to win that trophy, and and, and I want and to I get more
0: and more trophies. To dance to win a trophy is yeah. different to to dance. Not I'm no dance obviously, mm. but to dance to express yourself versus to dance to win a yeah. trophy. Yeah. Probably a very different thing, isn't it? Yeah, they might win lots
1: of trophies, but ultimately, if that is the sole aim, in terms of how good they are as a dancer, it's only going to restrict them, because yeah. they're always going to be, because the judges become, like you said, like someone that might critique you on, a, on social media or a forum, and, and then you start adapting yourself to yes. that, when you've got 12 judges... Did you become judges an external vision of yourself yeah. of and who you really the, are. Yeah, you're looking at the judges and, and, and going, right, well, that judge likes this sort of technique and that yeah. judge likes that. So you start adapting yourself to that. Yeah. So you're not creating your own art or expressing yourself, um, which, which is one of the reasons that I left for, from, from the whole thing, yeah. so to try and find something different. So now we want to create, disrupt the whole thing, create opportunities, shows, you know, opportunities for people to be on stage. Um, you know, maybe even more like TV and film stuff, but where, where there's opportunities for ballroom dancers, because it's all there for ballet dancers and even street dancers now, and you know, jazz dancers, tap dancers, all these different kinds of dancing. But for ballroom dancing is still only about trophies. Yeah. So we have to change that and then it becomes more attractive to people and there's more avenues for people to really go and create. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's, there's a whole, you know, working with Burn the Floor, Um, the dance company that we met in you know we had a lot of ballroom dancers that that turned to theater and you know they became that hybrid and that's where we came from and that's Mm. what we love i mean i love being in the theater and i love i hated competing and you know it's not i I i started out as a ballet dancer as a contemporary dancer as well and you know being on stage was was everything that's you know winning to me never felt like you know, it was never a competition. It was it was a competition to make sure that I improved mm. um, and that I got that scholarship and that I got wherever I needed to get. But when I started competing, it was, it kind of just, I felt empty. Damn. I felt like I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't. and yeah. um, And it just took all of that, you were just driving to get that first place and when you didn't when you got sixth place you felt yeah. like a loser mm. you know so seeing these kids competing and I listen some of them are absolutely brilliant and and it is good to have a little bit of the competitiveness yeah. and that drive um but i don't think it's necessary for you to be given the trophy to be yeah. told that you're the best yeah. because there's a lot of dancers out there that are absolutely brilliant and where you know we don't see them Um, or they don't get the chance to be first place because you know there's a lot of politics Mm. and there's a lot of stuff that goes on that a lot of people don't know about and there's a lot of money that goes into it that a lot of families don't have Um, and a lot of kids you know sometimes get left behind that are very talented Mm. so we want to take those kids and and even those kids that are very competitive hopefully change their mind around a little bit and and get them to actually enjoy Mm. what they're doing because you end up quitting and then you end up just listen. Doing a nine to five job is amazing, but creating and using your body and you know sweating everything out and, and dancing—it is—it is the best thing ever. I mean, I'm I've, sweating out here <laughs> right now. I, guess, <laughs> I mean, I had my odd jobs. I was a waitress. I was um, I, I worked at a supermarket packing bags, mm-hmm. and then I worked as a cashier. I worked at, as a personal trainer you know to to pay for my my dance classes Mm -hmm. and everything and then all of a sudden you're just you you know you have the only way that you can do this is that if you're 100 percent in it
0: Mm -hmm. do you think Um, part of the struggle of getting to where you are um is part of what's made you who you are
2: i mean definitely i mean for for me and uh, you know us working together we're very driven um and you need that hunger you need that hunger you need to want to you know, what's next, you know? Yes, we were on Strictly Come Dancing and, and it's, you know, it's a great show, but what's next? You know, we, we're not gonna always be here. We were on Burn the Floor, we were on Broadway, on the West End, we've traveled all around, all around the world, but there is still more to do. There's still more to inspire. There's still more to learn. Um, but, the,
1: but I think the key difference in, in the mindset from where we are now to, to say from the competition world is it's about like, how can we be the best that we can be? What's the best thing that we can do now? What's the next step yeah. for us? Mm. As opposed to, how can I be better than that guy? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like we, I, I'm, and I'm gonna talk bad about that guy. And, mm. and like, there's a few other shows right now, like of people from Strictly Come Dancing doing, doing theatre tours this year. I, I've got no interest in trying to go, well, my show's better than your show. Yeah, I think a lot of ballroom competitive people have that mindset. Yeah. Mm. It's like it only matters if they're the best one, the best one, and they're better than those ones, and then they get sort of bitter <laughs> about each other. And then mm. there's certain pros that have left the, left the show that are very bitter yeah. about stuff. Yeah. And they like one of them has become one of the trolls. <laughs> like they just yeah. troll the show and talk bad about it and say, oh well, this one shouldn't do this because he's not very good, mm. and they're so angry about everything. Um, but, yeah, and, and that but can, they're messing themselves up. That can up.
0: really distract you from your own clear yeah. vision, can't it? Mm. Yeah.
1: That, and, and that yeah. person doesn't have a dance career anymore. Yeah. Because they've just got so bitter about trying yeah. to beat everyone else that they forgot to actually express, see, who, they express who they are and see mm. what they can do. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so th- that's what it's about. and I, I love, That's why what we do in our dance schools, um, it's not geared towards competitions or them taking exams yeah. for the kids. It's about learning to dance. Yeah. And how's
2: that been,
0: setting up your own dance schools?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a learning curve definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 gone really well. It's actually going really well. Um, the one in Wimbledon, we have one in Wimbledon, one in Putney, and one in Chiswick. Yeah. And um, you know, you try to get you try to be there as much as possible. But again, it was one of those things that we were planning it out, and then we were going to launch it, and then it, it got set back, and then all of a sudden we were like, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just put it out there. Let's just make it work. Um, We'll figure it out as we go. Mm. Um, We're still figuring it out, Mm. Um, but it's so far. It's you know, it's had a little bit of a setback, but now it's kind of well, just just in numbers. But um,
1: the biggest challenge for us with it is the fact that it's our name to it, Mm. and we we can't be there all the time. And and ultimately, we want to we want it to be everywhere in the country. Mm. You know, we we want our dance classes and our sort of way of teaching people to like of teaching the kids to um, to be a national thing yeah which means we wouldn't anyway be able to be in every single city in the country you know every, yeah. every night um, so you know we're, we're training teachers to, to teach it in our way and, and with our syllabus um, to teach these kids but I, I think as we're starting it there'll be a lot of parents that that want their kids to be taught by me and Karen specifically so when we sort of can't be there we're trying to remove ourselves from it you know when we're away on tour or doing Strictly or or whatever and we've got our teachers working there then the numbers drop off slightly when they realise it's not going to be me and Karen and we're trying to find a way of
2: good balance yeah
1: of of, of getting what we want to do across but you know without having to be there all the time because we just can't be That's our biggest challenge with it. Yeah, a
2: bit tricky.
1: (laughs) You know, I can help
2: you with that. Yes!
0: (laughs) I did 250 something speaking days in one year. So, I mean, I know you've probably done 250 dance days in one year, but, you know, when I'm running a business that's turning a few million quid over as well, that was like, I remember I was doing one speech and I was talking and then. I floated out of my own body and stood over there and started looking at myself while I was talking. they are talking shit, mate. They're not listening to you. And then I thought, I'm doing too many speaking gigs. And yeah, we have 144 trainers now. Yeah. So yeah, that is... You have to be careful, don't you? I mean, we, we called our company Progressive, not Rob and Mark. Exactly. And I think that helped. Yeah. But then you you kind of need to call it Kevin and Karen if because that's know it, that everyone knows thing. you. Yeah. So you could either have Kevin and Karen, but it's a lot more money.
1: Yeah. So it's worth
0: your time doing it. Yeah. And yeah, and then finding teachers who share your values. Yeah. Because actually quite a lot of our, we've got different types of, trainers so we've got like one chap called David who's in his 60s and he's really funny and he's mm-hmm. like he calls himself everyone's granddad and he's just really lovely and some people gravitate and radiate more to him yeah. than they would someone like me who yeah, you know okay I'm not so young anymore but I was when I started yeah. Um, and yeah so your trainers can actually attract a different type of person mm. that you might not, some people might be starstruck by you, or, mm. they, or they might not, they might want to do it, but they might think, oh, well, you're going to be too uh, physical and mm. t- t- too high energy, I want to just do it a bit more. You yeah. know? So the older yeah. people, so, so yeah, th- don't give up on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I absolutely love going in there and working with the kids, yeah. you know, and it is, it is love, it is. And it's fun. more special
0: when it you is, go, when you don't go to every class. Mm. No, exactly, yeah, yeah. you know, the
2: kids are like, oh my God, and they just, you know, you can see them yeah. all kind of yeah. get into their and their little chest gets up and their nose is up and, and they try to do it and every time they're looking over at you. Yeah. And I I absolutely love that. Yeah. I love it. And and I love how they interact with the teachers as well. I mm. think it's very important. Because again, me coming from, you know, I learned in that way. And you know, I had a, a teacher that was amazing. And you mm. know, I trusted that person and I and I was able to express it and be. And be fun, and, and mm. nobody, you know, telling you that you're doing wrong and pointing a finger at you. Yeah. And so it is quite nice the atmosphere that it, that is in that in that in that class when I go in, yeah. and just watching it from the side, um, you know, I, I see how much in, how much joy mm. the kids have when they're doing it. Mm. Um, but you know, and it's and it's great, you know. Hopefully we um, we st- we're learning as we go mm. again, just yeah. learning and, and you know the numbers and, and it's very hard to kind of deal with parents. You know, we have someone that's helping us out um, with, you know, the whole administration and everything. But Mm. you know, you want—I'd like to stay on top of everything, but I can't. Yeah. You Mm. know, sometimes I can't look at all the emails and, and. you know all the you know all oh, this person, oh, video person. book will help you. <laughs> 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 another third, i I'll okay, third it to, you. I'll <laughs> end it to you. <laughs> But I mean, but that's my multitasking kicking in. I'm like, I want to read the emails, so I have to. You know, uh, yeah, what maybe do you do? A maybe
0: also a bit of artistic control. You know, you because because you know your your dance teachers, mm. they are they represent you mm-hmm. and your brand as individuals. Mm. And so, you know, if the parent's are not happy because they haven't received an email or the admin's been yeah, bad,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. they're
0: not happy with you guys because yeah, your yeah, face is exactly. on it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have 400,000 subscribers to our emails. And right. I don't write the emails. I've written emails for years. I probably shouldn't say that. But there's, <laughs> there's 400,000 people that thought they are getting emails from me. But my face is on the front, yeah. you know, or the bottom. So every time there's a stupid spelling mistake or we mm-hmm. get an unsubscribe because someone's annoyed because we've sent too many or whatever. Yeah.
2: I feel bad sometimes really, when if I don't if i see something um that i don't get back or or i know somebody else is supposed to get back and i'm, I'm already there like should i answer back or should yeah. i do should i do it myself mm. or you know but that's the control freak in me mm. but sometimes i just have to let who i hired take care of yes that. and if she's you know if that person is not taking care of it then but i mean you know the girl that's working with us uh, kate she's absolutely yeah, brilliant she's you up. know and she has been a lifesaver for us because at, you know at first i I had yeah. no idea what I was doing.
0: Well, you, you mustn't have got taught any of this stuff no. when you're dancing. No, It's like at school, they don't teach you about managing money and they don't no, teach exactly. you sort of the, the commercial realities of mm-hmm. life. Mm. Because for you to be able to continue to express yourself freely in your dance, you need to be able to pay your mortgages, mm-hmm. pay your Ubers, mm-hmm. pay your coffees. You know, mm-hmm. you need a certain amount of overhead paid. And if you have to worry about that, because you don't know how to manage that, then you mm-hmm. can't then go and... yeah have your time and headspace to go and yeah. be your
1: best creatively. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, and we thought we were, um, we were going to be doing it in conjunction with an agency, it was a talent agency. And, then, and when we said about the idea to them, they, they sort of said, yeah, well, we can sort of run the whole thing for you and da da da, da. You uh, mean the dance school? school? Yeah. 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 And, um, but then they sort of didn't really do anything, anything. Yeah. I think they, they they just wanted us on, on their to books so that you. they could take yeah. a, a percentage and then they didn't really get the idea yeah. and um, we ended up sort of just not going ahead with it and we missed like our start date of when we were wanted or we were about to miss that's what Cam was saying before we were about yeah. to sort of just not do it and then yeah we, we literally have to listen to I think one of your podcasts actually which yeah. was about the whole sort of get perfect later just yes. you know stop trying to Overanalyze and get yeah. it as perfect as possible before you even start. Yeah. And Cameron well, went, let's just do it and yeah. see what
0: happens. I was, it's funny, I mean, because I always listen to podcasts and I like to learn a lot. Yeah. And I was listening to Reid Hoffman one today and he said, if you're not embarrassed about the very first time you launch something, a product, an event, yeah. or whatever, you launched it too late. Too late. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's like getting your minimum viable product out there. You're yeah. better off, best off getting a dance school and having three locations and having four people turn up. Yeah than wait in a year, because in a year, you might have 40 people that turn up to yeah. each one, and the, the 12th month will be so much better than the first month. Yeah. And if you launch the first month and got 200 people there,
1: and it wasn't really
0: very good, mm. then it's a problem.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. So we're, we, we keep sort of changing things yeah. here and there, I mean, the adap- adapting yeah. the structure of the classes, exactly how we're teaching yeah. them. I think we,
2: we started out with one structure, and then you know, we, we had some feedback from the parents, but sometimes I don't know whether we should, you know, we should listen to that. Mm. And then sometimes we're like, yeah, yeah, I think we should um, structure a little bit more differently because then it's easier for the teachers as well yeah. because obviously some of, some of our teachers who are brilliant, um, they're, some of them are ballroom dancers, they're, yeah. you know, some of them are actresses, uh, um, musical they're players, musical the people, theater. Yeah. Um, so we, in detail, send them a video of what we want them to teach. So yeah. every week they have, you know, their class, the class on
1: video already, yeah. and they teach it,
0: yeah. I, um, I interviewed Daley Thompson a few weeks ago. Yeah. He's a cool guy, and he had, there was loads of, like, um, computer games made from him. Yeah. You should have a computer, have a computer game. game.
1: Have a computer game? You yeah. should, yeah. yeah. Like uh, one of those
0: um, Wii, is it? You know, when yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, dance yeah, on yeah, the yeah. screen. Yeah. You should do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. certainly. Yeah. I'll take 20%. percent i I'll broken the deal for you. <laughs> But I could imagine that. I mean, you've you've definitely popularised. I mean, say you, you guys and Strictly and everyone's mm. definitely popularised this genre, haven't you?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, de- definitely. And that must be yeah. really exciting.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, you would never imagine, you know, ballroom dancing or Latin dancing yeah. being so popular mm. and, and actually dance on its own. I mean, you have so many dance um, uh, movies, so, so many. I mean, La La Land, for example, yeah. is this all dance space mm. and it was you know, won an Oscar, and it's and it's great to see that. You know, the old Hollywood movies are they're coming back, and yeah. and having families get together to watch a dance show and and learn about it and and be knowledgeable about it, and mm. you know, I, I think that's that's fantastic. I mean, mm. I wish I grew up watching that. I mean, you guys. You guys had that here. Mm. Um, I didn't really have that in, in, in Venezuela or New York. Mm. I used to watch Safe But Bell. Yeah. Um, but as did I. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but it is um it has it has, you know, made us into yeah. who we are as well. Wow. Yeah.
1: And that's why now's the time to yeah. like to do it all. Because yeah. I don't know how long the shelf life it might it might be that strictly lasts for another fifty years yeah. and it's all just glorious. But I don't know. It might, it might be one year. Have, I don't know. You know yeah. How long do but we have? So do, you do, do you worry about you know in your getting into your
0: forties and beyond and not being able to physically maintain?
2: Well, I mean, for example, I've just turned thirty-five, and you know, I'm you know, I still feel very fit and very capable. But you know, in about five years, I want to start a family, no. or you know, I want to. I don't that want to slow down. Year, that <laughs> means <laughs> one year, that means one year.
1: She means five years max. <laughs> <No, but, yeah. laughs>
2: <laughs> Within the next
1: Your son is going to be four.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'll end up, stop it, you two, <laughs> you're naughty. Uh, I don't think I'll, I'll still want to be, you know, at 40 in strictly, I, yeah. I want to do something else, but I mean, I won't stop dancing, but I still want to be very active in my in my dance career, but I mm. won't be as, you know, energetic and you know I mean if I maintain everything of course but Mm. yeah there is a time when you know you have to slow down Yeah, you know and but especially for I mean if the schools are
0: going really well yeah then you know you have have that um, business side of it absolutely and I
2: I just created this new program called um, the Dancer Experience and um, it's for adults um, and I have um, so it's fitness a a dancer you know we have we do fitness we um, we do um, you know all of our all, our warm ups, everything that that I'm basing this dance on is um, what what dancers do to prepare themselves. so mm, mm. Um, I'll do exercises that I've created on myself and that I do to keep fit and then um, you know we do certain exercises and then we do a choreography class and yeah. I did a class already, and it sold really well actually right? and mm. I have another class and it's sold out so. That's my little empire, my little yeah. fitness dash. You know, so
0: you can do as many Ubers and coffees as you want. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she, this was crazy. Account, right? yeah.
2: I'm making coffee at home now. so Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> but you know, but it is that's something that I'd want to do uh, once I mm. you know slow down a little bit more. Yeah. Mm. But I want to create it now, mm. so then when I, you know, when I'm not in anymore, yeah. I have that to fall out as well.
0: Yeah, something I really passionately want to try and share with people who are in sports careers and careers like yours where, when you're 40, you know, or in rugby, like when you're 30, it can mm. be over, Is you need to think about that really early. Mm. I interviewed Frank Bruno, he's become quite a friend of mine, Frank Bruno, mm-hmm. and um, he, um, he, his main trainer, when he was 19 years old, he said, you need to plan your career after boxing. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's very wise, isn't it? Because obviously, mm-hmm. Frank Bruno's probably thinking, boxing, 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 mm-hmm. and hopefully going until he's 40. Um, but you know, you're one punch mm-hmm. and you're out. Exactly. Um, another friend yeah. of mine, Hal Luscombe, who played um, professionally for Wales, brilliant rugby player, one that, um, you know, the, the five nations or six nations now, and um, he got injured when he was, I think, 31. He was, you know, or maybe even 30. We still have a few years left Knee in injury. But um, I don't think he had to retire, but he knew he could, because he bought quite a lot of property. Mm. And so he was able to, and yet there's other players who, who have to try and play rugby until they're 38, completely beat themselves up. Yeah. So they can't you know hardly move. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what, what do they do? Mm. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Which we've had a lot of discussions about, haven't we? Because it's something you're very aware of. Is yeah,
1: yeah, and like I say, I feel like there's this window right now um, where, uh, now is the time to do all yeah. the projects that we want to do, create everything that we want to create, you know, think, thinking about the, f- yeah. the future yeah. going forward. You can't just live in, in, in this bit now. Mm. Really. Yeah. yeah.
0: I asked Kevin this when we did the first podcast him. I'd love to ask you. So this podcast is called The Disruptive Entrepreneur. What does the word disruptive mean to you? <laughs>
2: uh, I think I've heard this actually. Kevin plays your podcast while he's taking a bath. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> and and so you're forced to listen. I'm I, 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 I forced to listen to it, and I hear everybody, you know, always making their their, their mm-hmm. th- doing their descriptions, and that. And I actually thought about Uh-oh. what I would say, Did and now I've completely forgot about it. <laughs> 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 But but um, uh, it I it's disruptive. Intro- <laughs> mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like being put on the spot. Um, can I dance it out?
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> well,
2: um, uh, what did you say, Kevin? Do you remember? I
1: don't, I don't remember what it, specifically what I said, but it but it would have been along the lines of just um, changing the system, going in with an I, an
2: idea. that's that for the tip. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I don't like
1: going in things. Going in <laughs> with an idea that like. That changes people's minds that they haven't seen it done that way before, and so taking right. things in a yeah. new direction. There you go, go. You're good to take, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Recreating, yeah.
2: reinventing, um, giving new ideas, putting everything out there. Um, it's almost, I almost see it like you know that static in the, when when you turn on the TV sometimes, and there's just static. Mm, mm. I feel that it's a shake shakeup, yeah. um, and it's almost like an awakening. Yeah.
0: There you go, a shake up, up, an awakening. That's brilliant. We might be using that for some of the sound bites. (laughs) See? (laughs) See? Boom, boom, shake,
3: shake the room. (laughs) Uh,
0: See what I mean? I go like that and (laughs) then she creates something (laughs) brilliant. We saw it. Yeah, maybe that should be the intro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so I want to say thanks very much for taking your time out of your busy schedule. No, thank you. In a week, you're going to be on tour. Yes. Thanks for fitting us in. We're going for dinner now, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. All right. Great. Uh, Good luck on your tour. Thanks very Um, much. Tell us. Where you're dancing? Tell us how to follow you. You know, like I know a lot of people would be interested. So
1: yeah, we so we open the tour opens on thirty first of May in Northampton. It goes until the twenty fifth of June, which in Southampton. But we're not just doing Northampton. Yeah. It's yeah, all, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, over pretty all much. All right. over, yeah, all it's, it's UK, a UK yeah. tour. Yeah, if you go to uh, Kevin and Karen oh. there's there's information on there. We also have the Kevin and Karen Dance community on Facebook. Um, there's always lots of links on there at Kevy Clifton on Twitter and Instagram.
2: And at Karen, no, Karen Clifton official on Instagram, at Karen underscore Howard H-A-U-E-R.
0: Okay. On Twitter. Right. (laughs) Well, let's sell your tour (laughs) out. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Cheers. Rob again, stay with me here because I've got a gift for you. I get asked for these a lot, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll leverage my time and yours. And I will put these four things I get asked a lot into a free gift for you. So if you go to tiny.cc forward slash Rob's report, then what I've done is I've written for you an article on the top 21 apps I use to create the mobile lifestyle. I've written an article on the 14, my most favourite educational, inspirational, informative documentaries of the you know, most inspiring people in the world. I've written uh, which ones they are and a synopsis of each one. I'm very well known for having lots of very specific goals, detailed vision values. So I'm sharing with you my particular document I use of PDFed it for you. And also the fastest ways I know to make money for startup and scale up entrepreneurs. So I've written an article and a detailed report on each one. I've put them all into one. And all you have to do is go to tiny.cc forward slash Rob's report. You get those for free. I'll never ask anything from you spam. I'll never spam you, never sell to you. And then also once a week, I'll send you a new article or a new video content that's a bit different that maybe you wouldn't get normally from the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. So I hope you find that useful. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.